0: Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. In this episode, I interviewed Terry Schmidt. She is the founder of Moms That Lead Podcast and Coaching Services. She also started a nonprofit in 2017 called Stronger to Serve. You can find Terry at MomsLead.com. You can also find her on every podcast player at moms that lead. IG, we are moms that lead. LinkedIn, she is moms that lead, or you can also find her, Terry Schmidt, and Terry is T-E-R-I and Schmidt with a D-T. In this episode, we talk about how Terry went from being a math teacher, then to work at JetBlue then to starting her own nonprofit and then to starting uh, Moms That Lead. So really fun pivots, all that uh, around family. And she had some tragedy that happened when her second child was born as this was all coming to kind of a head and you don't want to miss this episode. Again, you can follow... Terry on LinkedIn. You can also follow her podcast, Moms That Lead. You can find her on IG. We are moms that lead. Also, don't forget to follow me. I am Juliet Hahn on most social media, LinkedIn and Facebook is Juliet Hahn. And then you can find my website at I am Juliet Hahn. And don't forget to subscribe to your next stop podcast. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it. Well, now you can with picked cherries. What I love about picked cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called the pick cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello. Welcome back to your next stop. I say it every time and I, every time I say I'm not going to say it, I still say it. I am excited to bring you another person that has followed a passion and turned it into a business. Welcome Terry Schmidt of Moms That Lead. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I always like to let my listeners know where people can find you. Momsthatlead.com. You also have moms that lead podcast. On IG, you are we are moms that lead. LinkedIn, moms that lead. And they can also follow you, Terry Schmidt. And Terry is with T-E-R-I and Schmidt like it sounds. (laughs) Correct. So we were just kind of reminiscing about when we actually hooked up last year, I was on Moms That Lead podcast. And then when you started telling me a little bit about what you're doing with the coaching and the retreats and everything, I said, wait a second, well, now we need to have you on our podcast. And so that's kind of where... Where we met.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's great to reconnect again. I know my audience loved having you on the podcast and learning from you. So I'm excited to be on your podcast today. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. So what we always do on your next stop is
0: we would love a little background of who you are, kind of where you grew up if you went to university and what happens after that?
1: Of course, Well, I kind of have to warn you in order to understand what's important to me and what I'm passionate about now in the work that I do, I kind of have to start way back at the beginning. I love it. (laughs) So hopefully hopefully that's okay. Um, So I came into this world as what my family lovingly called an oops baby. Uh, (laughs) So I was, my uh, brother was 13 and my two sisters were 15 and 16 when I was born so not exactly part of the plan (laughs) Um, and right now I have a a 13 year old daughter and a 17 year old son and I honestly can't imagine having a newborn in my life Um, so I (laughs) definitely feel for what my parents were going through Um, but you know they didn't really let it break their stride at all instead they just brought me everywhere everywhere that they could bring me they did bring me and that experience um, kind of led to my main values in life really at that time. So they um, treated me like an adult, essentially, when I was growing up, uh, they were much more laid back, I'm sure than they were with the other kids. <laughs> um, and they uh, that really ingrained in me a deep value of respect because they treated me with respect. Um, and they were also very uh, faith filled people. So they took me along to church. You know, had, my dad had me listening to audio tapes um, focused on faith in the car all the time. Um, and from that, I really gained m- my deep appreciation and urge to help those who are poor in our community, um, as well as just a deep belief in, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's called Imago Dei. It's a Latin phrase that essentially means the image of God is in all of us. So that is one of my deepest hell beliefs. I deeply believe, just like you believe that everyone has a path <laughs> Uh, you know, whether they believe in God or the universe. um, But everyone has a path. I deeply believe we all have a unique contribution to give to the world. Um, So that really drives a lot of what I do today. And I have to, I love that.
0: And I have to pause you because I have a 17, a 15 year old and a 13 year old. And when you said that, I was like, wow, now there was a period of time we had our kids a little later. So, you know, I'm Mm going to be 49. So if I did have an oops, baby, it would be an, you know, I I would be an old mom, you know, I'm sure your parents were a little bit older, but not, you know, up in their close to their fifties. I'm sure it's probably more later for or mid Mm forties or early forties. Um, I feel like back then, you know, when people had had babies, it was a little earlier, but the thing that kind of struck me is I know how many, turns I have taken since my kids have grown, you know, when my kids were Mm -hmm. growing, I stayed home with them. And then as they got a little older, I remember, and we talked about this where I was like, okay, I need to do more. I want to contribute to the family in, in a different way, you know, money wise, really, it was, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I wanted to take a little pressure off my husband. And, um, so I was able, because he did well, I was in does well, I was able to kind of find some passions and really follow that thinking about having a newborn in my life what does that do when you're kind of finding yourself again because your kids are a little bit older and so you're re-kind of finding yourself? That's a really interesting thought and I've never really Mm -hmm. thought of it that way. So you came in as your parents were probably reinventing themselves. And so that again, yes, you probably got a lot of an older perspective, which is kind of cool if you think about it.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely had its benefits. Um, Some of its drawbacks, too, which I'd be happy to get into. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it definitely had its benefits and they really became my best friends. Um, And so, you know, speaking to the drawbacks, I probably have always been more comfortable relating to adults than, you know, at that time relating to the kids my own age. And I was kind of known as, you know, a shy child. Um, and so, so those were some of the drawbacks and, and also, you know, to be completely honest, they were both amazing people, but so, so different. Um, my dad was very out in the community kind of, you know, he was the man who didn't have a trouble walking out to anyone and starting a conversation. My mom, you know, was a little bit more, um, to herself, but she, was just an advocate for the underdog in all elements of her life. And she was fun loving and she became a preschool teacher um, because of those two things. And she was, she was the type of teacher that, you know, someone else would say, Oh, this child's going to be a problem. And that would be her favorite student, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. that student would love her. So they were both wonderful, but they were very different. And because of that, they didn't always get along very well. So because of that, I became very adept at understanding people's emotions um, and kind of being the peacemaker. Um, So Mm -hmm. that has led to my strength of uh, empathy, um, which again has benefits and drawbacks because that can also lead you to be so sensitive to what people are thinking that you worry too much about it sometimes. So definitely those... Early years were very formative in my career um, now. And so I grew up kind of, I, I did go to college and grad school. Um, I grew up just knowing I wanted to help people in some way, um, like I think a lot of us do. I started out as a ha- high school math teacher, moved on to being a volunteer coordinator um, that actually lived in the homeless shelter that I was working at. Um, so that was an experience um, and, and decided I wanted to find out what the corporate world was all about. So after going to graduate school, um, really started with JetBlue Airways, a wonderful company and just helping um, to improve performance, human performance. So, working in their corporate uh, learning university. Um, so quite an experience. Right now, what um, area
0: of the country did you grow up in?
1: So I grew up in the Midwest. I was right outside of Chicago. I was in the suburb of Chicago for the first uh, 23 years of my life or 21 years of my life. Um, and then my husband got a job that moves around a lot. So I was um, then in Indiana and then New York. Um, so when I work with JetBlue, I started there when I, we lived in New York to Northern Virginia. Um, and then down to Houston, Texas, and now we're in Dallas, Texas. Okay. So what is your favorite
0: kind of area? Uh, Cause you, you've had like a, a little bit of taste. I mean, maybe not so West coast, but a little bit of, of, yeah. So what, what, what was your, if you think back, I mean, I know as we grow and evolve, sometimes what we think was our favorite changes. But if you could kind of think, what was your favorite feel of of the uh, coasts and the places that you lived?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, all of them have their benefits and drawbacks. Like I, I love living uh, near New York City just because of the food and the culture and, you know, just the accessibility of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I absolutely love Northern Virginia because I love to do things outside and we backed up to parkland. So there were trails basically in our backyard. Right. Um, and so I loved that part of it. Um, so those, those two are probably my favorite. And of course I always feel the ties to the Midwest just because I spent so much time there. Right. Right.
0: Okay. So then when you went to grad school and so where was this about um, when you were starting to have kids? So you were at JetBlue in New York and then where did that kind of lead?
1: Yeah. So I, I, my son was six months old when I started with JetBlue um, and then my daughter was born uh few years after that. Um, And so during that time, actually right around my daughter's birth was a a very challenging time because my um, dad passed away from lung cancer. Um, And while he um, was Kind of at the end of his life, my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Oh, my gosh. Um, so she she thankfully was able to be with us for the birth of my daughter. Um, but she passed away two months after that. Um, so it was kind of like I, I lost my best friends at that time right? and really kind of lit a fire in me to make the most use of the time that I had on this planet um, and to make them proud. So that kind of led to some of the career changes that come on a little later.
0: Right. So, I mean, that that has to be really hard. I know my husband lost his mom two months after we got married to a brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And then when our first was a year lost his father. And so he really never got, you know, his, his family really never got to know us, um, as, as a family, which I know is really, really hard. And especially from, for you being, you know, kind of, as you said that you're these were your best friends. I mean, these are mm-hmm. your parents, but you really, you know, grew up as they grew up, um, or, later in their life grew up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, That had to been so hard, especially because your son had, I'm sure, a bit of a relationship with them. And you want that for your daughter, right? You want that exactly. same. You want them to, to have the same. I mean, I know even with having mine, my kids are all two years apart. And I remember being like, "No, I have to do it the same way because he turned out okay." So I need to do it. So I want to do <laughs> that it. That for- just
1: doesn't work, does it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it really doesn't. But that, you know, that had some really, I mean, really a hard time. I mean, that's crazy. Emotions. It, yeah,
1: it definitely was, and you know, I think the. Misconception with grief is that it's just, you know, after a year, you're done and you're all better. And it it is not that way at all. It comes back at, you know, the times that you would least expect. So definitely challenging, but definitely motivating as well. Right. So, yeah. so now I'm very curious after you had your daughter, where did that lead you? Yeah. So after I had my daughter, I, I was still working for JetBlue um, and I actually got moved into a leadership role, which I just loved because I love developing people. Um, one of the best pieces of feedback that I've gotten is one of my employees said, you know, you really help people believe that they're m- capable of way more than they think they are. Oh, that's and, amazing yeah, I just, I just love that. And that's, that's what I love to do. Um, that's kind of my home. And so I really enjoyed my time there. Um, but you know, just was always looking for a challenge and the challenge actually came in the form of my husband and I decided to do a a full distance Ironman triathlon. Um, and yeah, and it was a tough decision. Um, because I, he had done one previously. And I knew how much time it took away uh, from the family. And so I wanted to do it a little bit differently. And I, I kind of, I say it was kind of a voice from God that said, you know, make it about becoming your best. And so we started just a small little family project called Project Becoming Our Best. And we involved the kids in our workouts and we focused on volunteering together as a family during this 10-month period that we were getting ready for the race. Um, And that kind of gained some attention, a a small following, a school teacher, a a local school teacher decided she wanted to start a club that was kind of modeled on that, the combining fitness and service. And so that's when I got you know, kind of motivated to leave my corporate career and started a nonprofit called Stronger to Serve. Amazing. And at what ages were your kids at this time? So at that time, that was 2017. So my daughter was nine and my son was 12. Okay. So, I mean, that's a really great time to be able to do that.
0: So tell us a little bit about that, the nonprofit and where that led.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was really focused on making it easy for families to get active together and to volunteer together. And I love the experience. Like I distinctly remember a mom coming up to me and saying, you know, I finally connected with my son that I never get to connect with. And we had these this conversation that I never thought I would have with him. Um, and then I, you know, love the story of the little like six-year-old girl coming up to me and I told her about the impact that she had, how she helped like another child who was hungry in our community and her eyes just getting wide and, you know, knowing that she could do something good in the community. And, and I just love that. But I also kind of craved talking about leadership and um, getting into leadership again. And I was seeing these moms too, that didn't have any sense that they were leading in their lives, no matter what their role was, um, and so that's when the podcast moms that lead in the and the coaching business was born. I mean, and one thing I just want everyone to listen to because this is like one of my my
0: favorite things to kind of point out and connect the dots to. And when people think like, "Oh, I was in the wrong career, or I, you know, didn't find my path," I always say there's no wrong career and no wrong path. You always learn in the paths that you were in. So you went from. You know, being a math teacher, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Into corporate America, then to starting a nonprofit. You know, as you were finishing up your Ironman, as you had your children, and Mm -hmm. then creating a podcast because you wanted to bring back the leadership that you had and you saw in the community, what people needed and, 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 and bringing that leadership in is so important because as a teacher, you're a leader, you know, people sometimes Mm -hmm. don't think about that, but you're leading a class. So you are, you are leading. And then the fact that you learned so much in corporate America, you know, with the company, and that's why sometimes people think, okay, if you're with a corporation. There's only so much you can learn or so much, where, or so many places that you could go. But if that's your path, mm-hmm. you're going to find some really amazing things in that corporation. You just have to really keep your mind open and love what you're doing. Cause if you don't love what you're doing. You're not going to find any of it. So the fact that you were able to take that leadership and then put it into the nonprofit, then seeing, you know, these moms that are, you know, probably it, you might've even found yourself at, you know, as a new mom, mm-hmm. when, when we have kids and I always say to this and I was always, you know, always will sometimes surprise people that don't have children or even surprises me to say, I was never um, an insecure person. I was, I was always pretty confident in my life. And mm-hmm. I remember the first time I had my son was like, I remember that insecure feeling. And I, I was like, Oh, what, what is this? Oh, I, oh, I hate this. What, what's happening? <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Why am I like so confused? And I don't know what to do. I've babysat my whole life. I love kids. Mm-hmm. I'm good with kids. Why do I feel so uncomfortable? And then I think about people that are insecure all the time. And, that just has to be terrible. So the fact that you were able to see, okay, these moms are flailing, whatever, you know, whatever they are, whether they were confident at one point and you're just seeing them in a moment of their time Mm -hmm. where they're like, "Eh, I'm lost. The fact that you were able to kind of say, Hey, I can help you. I have, you know, I've been there, but I can also do this, I think is amazing. So take us a little bit into the podcast. So how you've, I mean, you've had the podcast for a number of years now.
1: Yep. We're just approaching our hundredth episode. So we, uh, episode 97 just went out today. So our 100th is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, I started it in June 2020. Um, so it's it's been just over a couple of years now. And actually, I'm in the middle of kind of another pivot um, with that, which I haven't even shared with you yet. Um, So uh, with moms that lead and stronger to serve kind of balancing both of those, I was feeling a little bit stretched too thin, like I couldn't give my best in either element. Um, So what I'm doing is kind of combining those two missions um, and forming stronger to serve coaching and team building, which is really, you know, I've, especially in the past year, right? Seeing so much disconnection and so much unhappiness in the workplace. Um, You know, we have the whole great resignation. And right. I think the stats are, you know, 70% of people feel disconnected from their teammates. Um, and so we are... Introducing leadership coaching, as well as team building events that aren't just those one, you know, one and done kind of mountaintop experiences. But people are really learning skills to help build their team culture to a place where they can feel safe and connected and find meaning at work. And then they're applying those skills doing a community service project together. So this is all facilitated. That's cool. Um, And then we um, help To make sure that it lasts by offering coaching for the leader. Um, So kind of combining both the, you know, meaning you can find um, through finding your passion, as well as helping others with the connection that you can have by, you know, knowing who you are and building that culture in your workplace. So really excited about that. That's awesome. And so that you're going into corporations and doing that. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah, really we, exciting. It's it's a lot of fun. And um we have some great holiday events coming up where people can make this part of their year end or holiday party. You know, everyone wants to do something meaningful at that time anyway. Let's do something that's not only gonna be meaning meaningful in the moment, but also help you to kick 2023 off to a great start, right? And
0: you know, I mean, isn't it crazy to think you started in 2020? In and I always think like the pandemic is not that far away, but it's too. I mean, it's it's far away. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I started. I think the pod- we're
0: all on COVID time. I mean, it's so <laughs> yeah. crazy. I mean, I started my podcast before COVID. I started in 2019, but it's still like to me that I'm like, I can't believe I've been doing this. For three years. I mean, and Mm -hmm. uh, when you're doing something that you love, it goes by fast. (laughs) It does. It really does. It does.
1: Yeah. I say that about coaching. It's kind of a weird description, but I've told people it kind of feels like just slipping in under the, like a warm blanket. When right. I'm coaching, it just feels right. Right, right. And then it's, it's so true. So that is really, really cool.
0: So I know we you know shared in the beginning and I, before I share my episode, I always kind of give a little recap and I'll share again, but where can people find you to find out everything you're doing? Like, where's the one place that you really hang out the most?
1: Yeah. LinkedIn is the best. So they can follow me just T-E-R-I and then Schmidt with a D-T at the end in case people get confused about that. Um, that's probably the best place, but you can also go to stronger to com. That's great. That's great. And now if someone's out there thinking,
0: okay, I love what Terry's saying. I want to share it but how like do you give you know do you give like a talk before can people look up some stuff I mean I'm sure you talk about it in your podcast so they definitely can go rate and review and then subscribe you know that's how we get our podcast out more but they probably can listen to a couple episodes of you talking on there but is there other things that you can share with people where if, if they want to find out if you're the right fit for what they need in their corporation like you know something like that
1: yeah definitely you know moms that lead like I said is still going and that that really is the best picture of who I am as a leader, who I am as a coach, who I am as a facilitator of team building events, um, because the mission isn't changing. Our leadership development model isn't changing. Um, it's just that we're applying it in a different venue. That's so awesome. Well, I mean, I'm so excited for, for the, you know, I love how we evolve. I love
0: how when our kids grow, we also evolve more because it just gives us a little space. I know having teens is not easy. it (laughs) It is not easy. It's an adventure. It is an adventure. I was. Someone just said to me, "They're like. I feel like you always have something going on. Like there's something always going on. I'm like, there is something always going. I mean, my dog just got ACL surgery. I have an injured kit. I mean, where there's always, there's always something going on. There is always something going on. Um, but that's life, and that's what I love about life. If there wasn't always mm-hmm. something going on, I'd probably be bored. <laughs> <laughs> we would, we would, right? Um, okay, so anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Um, anything that you just, you know, the, any podcast episodes if someone wants to go look that you're like, you know what, you want to go listen to that one first kind of thing?
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think... Definitely. If you want to get a sense of who I am and what I believe, Um, obviously, the first episode of Moms That Lead was kind of where I introduced all that, but that's woven throughout all of the episodes. Um, If you want to get a sense of what a team building experience looks like, I just shared um, one last week on my LinkedIn. um, So you can kind of get a sense of what that looks like. And then obviously, like I said, there are more details on the website. In addition, stronger to serve.com. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Terry, thank you so much for joining your
0: next stop. I'm so happy that we were connected a year ago and then continue this connection. I always, you know, it always makes me happy to see people in a similar position that I am, moms that are out there, you know, really evolving and helping other people and other moms just be better. I mean, that's what what we all need to do. So thank you for joining your next stop.
1: Yes, and thank you for having me and for the work that you do. It's amazing just to hear the stories of the different people that you have on the podcast and how they are turning their pop their passion into careers. So thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you so much, Terry.
0: You guys know what to do. Rate, review, like, and subscribe and share this episode. You might've listened to this episode and said, oh, I love that. I love where they are. You might be not a mom and think, oh, this is only for moms. No, there's someone out in your life that needs to hear this. There's someone in your life that needs to be connected to Terry. There's someone in your life that needs some inspiration. So share this with as many people as you can. And we will see you guys later this week or next week with another episode of Your Next Stop or a YNS Live with NFL Thread episode. We'll see you guys soon. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week.